Welcome to the Parenting in the Digital Age podcast. Many parents are concerned that their child might be falling behind. Others are just looking for ways to help their children thrive, not just in the classroom, but socially and well into their future careers. Each episode, we explore the challenges facing parents in the modern world, from behavior, education, and nutrition, to device and gaming addiction. We interview a range of leaders in the area of childhood development to help you successfully navigate parenting in the digital age. Here is your host, Jamie Buttigieg. Hello parents and welcome to the Parenting in the Digital Age, where we explore the challenges and opportunities of raising kids in a world filled with technology. Today we are thrilled to have the multi-talented Carolyn Sloan join us, an award-winning author, composer, educator and entrepreneur. Carolyn has dedicated her life to creating interactive music experiences for children. Her songs have been performed in theatres, concert halls and schools across the US, as well as far abroad as Moscow and Switzerland. With her best-selling children's books, Welcome to the Symphony and Welcome to Jazz, she's introduced countless young minds to the world of music. Now with her latest project, called Teach Me TV, Carolyn aims to bring her passion for education and music to even more children around the world. So join us as we dive into her inspiring journey and learn more about her dedication to empowering children through education and the arts. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Please share with our listeners what you do and what you're passionate about. Thank you for having me, Jamie. I really appreciate it. It's wonderful to be able to speak with you and your listeners. Um, As you were saying, I am passionate about education and about helping young, our youngest people on the planet to develop the skills, strategies, and talents that they will need to become lifelong learners and succeed both in school and in their lives. So I do this with a number of different ways. Um, uh, As you said, as an author, I write children's books. I want to inspire kids to learn about music, to love music, mainly as a way also to express themselves. I'm very passionate about having kids develop another voice right, their voice, their unique voice, um, a way to express themselves in the world, a way to feel heard, a way to feel seen. Um, Also with education, um, I was a teacher for a long time and I saw kids in the classroom really kind of get lost. Um, And during the pandemic, we noticed that when kids were out of school, out of school, it was really um, difficult for them and they fell behind. Um, I don't know, um, in the United States, we're really kind of suffering uh, with kids being like 35% below where they need to be in math, 25% below where they need to be in in reading. And so I feel really passionately about giving kids the skills that they can access anywhere at any time, which is what gave me the idea to start Teach Me TV. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, And music can play such a powerful role in uh, helping kids develop uh, educationally and socially. Um, go, I want to go back a little step, but you know, were you a teacher first, a musician first? Where did your passion as an educator come from? Just talk me through that uh, bit of back history. Sure. Well, you know, I started as a musician really um, early on as a child. So, you know, we all start with piano lessons, right, when we're little, and um, but it stuck with me, and I loved music and. Um, I'm very fortunate because I grew up in New York City and there's a school in New York City called the School of Performing Arts 
And a lot of people know that as the fame school. Um, and uh, that's where I went to high school. And I really um, developed even more of a, a love for music and the performing arts. So I started as a musician. I was a kid performer at the age of 15 and 16, recorded an album with a group. And we went on the road. And um, then I went to um, school um, at New York University. Um, graduated and then continued to write music for advertising, television, um, for the theater. Uh, and then uh, it became really clear to me that I enjoyed teaching because I had some students and I wanted to have a family, so it was really important for me to have more regular hours. I don't know if you know what a performing life is like, but you it's very far from having any kind of regular hours. So I was like, hmm, and my husband is an actor, a Broadway actor, so I was like, you know, the two of us can't be out of the house at the same time. So um, I really was um, interested in teaching, so I started teaching, and I loved it and taught for the next two decades, really. Um, had my son, and then I, I just started bringing together my passion for education and media, you know, and all different kinds of media, books and music, um, and delivering kind of, if you will, learning materials through different forms of media. And that's kind of how it, it developed. That's, that's inspiring. So let's talk about books for a minute because there's a, a lot of different things that you do here. And uh, we'll touch on all of that before we end today's podcast. But what inspired you to create the interactive children's music books? Um, you know, it's interesting. I When I was teaching, um, I had a project I used to do with fourth graders and they had to become an expert on an orchestral instrument and I noticed that a lot of my students had never been to see or hear a symphony orchestra and I thought how is that possible we live in New York City it's not like there's a, a shortage of cultural activities here so I said you know the thing to do maybe is to put a concert in a book let's see if we can do that and um, so I started thinking you know we have wonderful technology and and this was back in 2012 i guess when i first had this idea or 2010 and um i shopped that idea around for a little while and finally in 2012 um workman publishing um bought uh that idea and we published welcome to the symphony and it came out in 2015 and that's how i started because i saw a need there was a real need like you know, whether it was because parents didn't think their children would like the symphony or they didn't have the means or whatever the reason was, I said, well, let's make it more accessible. Um, and uh, so we used a sound panel on the side of the books to kind of um, exemplify or make concrete the concepts that we talk about in the book. And so if I'm talking about a melody or I'm talking about the French horn, you get to hear the melody played on the French horn so that it's very concrete and very immediate, right? So that's how that came about. Fantastic. And so how do you think introducing children to, say, classical and or jazz can impact their development and creativity? Oh, in so many ways, Jamie. Um, first, music is just a wonderful thing for us. Um, it, it kind of stimulates the brain in ways that... Um, literally can create neural pathways where there were none before. So um, especially when you're actively involved in music and playing music, 
um, you know, there are these little pathways in the brain and all these connections, and music has been proven to actually create more of these connections in the brain. But music is just, as I was saying before, just a wonderful thing for self-expression, and it brings such joy. Let's just remember that music is a joyful thing. No matter what kind of music you like to listen to, it's capable of changing your mood. It's capable of calming you down. It's capable of just getting you focused, right? So there's just so many beautiful things about music. Yeah, and the world can't have too much joy, right? Like it's a... Uh, it's like something that we all deserve and you can never have too much of it. So uh, thanks for your contribution there. Uh, you've got another book uh, called Finding Your Voice and you explore this idea that everyone can sing if they're courageous enough. And that has quite a powerful um, uh, meaning uh, there and, and I, I think an important lesson for kids. Talk us a bit through that. Yes, um, Finding Your Voice started out really as a, um, a voice training book because I had a large um, vocal studio uh, years ago um, where I was teaching both children and adults and um, you know I had said to someone kind of like offhandedly uh, on a lark that um, you know when I'm 80 years old someday I'm going to write a book about how singing is a lot like living and that the principles that govern living a good life are really the same as learning how to sing and I just kind of said that to somebody offhandedly. And then the next thing I knew, someone was calling me about, well, do you want to write a book about this now? Because we really like the idea. And I was like, wait, wait, how did this happen? But um, so finding your voice is all about um, being a warrior, a scientist, a detective, and a spiritual master. It's about combining all these different qualities um, to find this strength and balance in yourself to be able to express yourself, to, ex to voice your truth. Um, and while I didn't necessarily, and I don't necessarily use those terms when I teach young children, but I encourage those qualities as I do because let's face it, you know, a lot of people, we don't, some people will only sing in the shower, right? It takes a lot of courage to express yourself and let yourself go like that and really you can't hold back when you sing you can only sing the truth so that's kind of what i mean also by a spiritual master like you have to let it go <clears throat> excuse me and just be who you are and that's kind of scary for a lot of people um it, it can be very intimidating yeah so as an advocate for lifelong learning, you're a teacher, you're a, uh, an educator and a musician. What practical tips could you give to, to parents for you know, encouraging them to learn together? How can families and children all learn together? Oh, I think it's the best thing when, when parents and kids can learn together. And there's so many opportunities, honestly, just walking down the street looking at a tree and talking about what you see or looking up at the sky. I mean, I'm sure as parents, we've all had that experience where your kid says, you know, why do the clouds look like that? Or, you know, why, why does it get dark when it rains? Or why, 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 right? There are all these questions. So um, the best thing to do is to model the, that same kind of curiosity and, and sometimes if you don't know, to say, you know, I don't know, let's look that up, you know, let, let's find the answer to that together, you know. Um, and, of course, that's kind of how I uh, created Teach Me TV is that 
it's online interactive activities, everything ranging from like word searches to math video games to that kind of thing to investigating the water cycle, like what is the water cycle, you know, all different kinds of things to investigate with your children. Um, I think when you model curiosity and you show excitement um, and, and this kind of insatiable wanting to know, um, your kids are going to follow and, and they're going to get excited about learning too. So anything from looking something up to let's draw a picture of what we saw or, you know, let's go out into the yard and look under rocks and see how many worms we find, you know, or are there any worms in our soil or how do we make compost? Like how are we going to make the soil better? Or what do you, do you have any ideas for, you know, let's, how are we going to save water or, you know, there's a million things we can do with our kids, um, depending upon their age. And when they get older, we can ask them for their suggestions. I think that's what we forgot, forget, that kids have their own innate wisdom. And it's really important to kind of treat them that way, even when they're three and four years old, to realize that they have this wonderful innate intelligence and creativity, and we can learn from them. And sometimes kids can ask the best questions, right? I mean, their 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 why questioning uh, sometimes one of the most powerful questions if we treat them a little bit more seriously as parents. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, and Carolyn, I'll oh, go ahead. No, all I was going to say is that if we don't know, you know, I know that a lot of parents feel a lot of pressure to always have the answer, but as you were saying, kids ask the greatest questions, and so sometimes it's okay to not have the answer and to try to search it or find it with them, yeah. Yeah, and that teaches them that whole honesty and integrity and authenticity, you know, that it is okay not to know. Um, so you, you started to touch on Teach Me TV, uh, which is your new online learning platform for kids. So just tell us a little bit more about that, like what inspired you to create it and, um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, how can parents ac access that? Sure. Um, well... You know, as the digital age is upon us and has been for quite some time, I feel that, um, and I've noticed parents, I, a lot of them are very um, wary of screens. And I think um, to that point, I would be too. There's a lot of stuff that we don't want our kids to see or encounter, and I, that makes a lot of sense. But being that screens are kind of an inevitability at this point in time. I really wanted to create something that was quote unquote good for kids online because kids want to be on their devices and this is a way for them to be on their devices, have fun on their devices, but to be safe, to be doing something to grow their minds and also stuff that you can do with your children online. It can be a family activity. Um, all of our activities can also be like you can, you know, mirror them on a big screen TV if you want and like watch a video that way together. They're all short. You can do a craft project together watching a video and following the video along. So um, I was watching parents with kids in restaurants. You know, when my son was very little, I used to bring a coloring book. I would bring some trucks or little cards for him to play with while we go out to eat in a restaurant. But now I feel like parents put videos where they bring iPads, right? So if you're going to do that, I feel like let's not waste the time and let's grow our kids' minds 
And there's plenty of fun. It's not all like, you know, math and that kind of stuff, but it's fun stuff that they can do too. I just thought it's, we really need to have like good, fun, educational stuff online for kids ages 5 to 12 because they they tend to get lost in that middle age range because you have great activities a lot of the time from 0 to 4 for kids but then 5 to 12 they end up like in the wrong places on the internet which I was help, uh, trying to help parents to avoid that yeah yeah absolutely it's particularly down that YouTube rabbit hole and uh, yeah, exactly. YouTube can be extremely powerful. But uh, I often walk in on my own kids, and you know the stuff they're watching is is the furthest thing from education. And uh, uh, you know it's difficult for parents. I, I totally get it. Totally get it. Um, so how do you uh, envision envision the future of music education? So like you know you're talking about the rise of digital platforms like Teach Me TV. How do you think it's going to shift over the coming years, or will it shift over the coming years? Um, well, I think we're already there. Honestly, I feel the shift has happened and we'll, and now with new technologies like chat GPT, um, it's, it's only going to be exponentially faster. So I think that we have to also, um, look at digital education as something that can help our kids um, become better critical thinkers and more creative thinkers. And I think this is where we need to go in education because I think um, with every new um, advancement in technology, it seems to me that we humans are not gonna be responsible for kind of the mundane tasks anymore. So things like, you know, even computer programming and coding, elementary coding, is not going to be done by a human. It's going to be done by a machine. And I, I, not to alarm anyone, but I really think we need to develop creativity, collaborative thinkers, creative thinkers. And I think this is it's it, the the paradigm has already shifted. So I think we have to be very mindful about what we're putting in front of our kids and how we're educating them. And, and use every resource we can to um, bring them into the 21st century, to make sure that the citizens that are gonna be running the world in 10 or 20 years time are gonna have that really great 21st century education. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, well said. I cannot, you know, playing around with, uh, you know, AI tools myself, you know, I can see this you know, wonderful application and I'm sure someone's already developing it, but where teachers in the classroom or educators in any classroom have uh, almost an AI buddy or an AI assistant you know, that uh, they have conversations with in the middle of class or students can engage the AI in the middle of class that can augment and enhance those lessons or you know, take them in completely different directions. It's just, it, it is such an exciting time for uh, technology. So, but you're right. It's it's about getting kids on the right side of that technology, and you're doing that with Teach Me TV. Uh, we do that in our own classrooms, teaching kids, you know, programming, STEM, mathematics, getting them on that healthy side and the respectful side, and helping them become uh, the creators. And, and really, we want them to understand what the technology is, rather than just sit by and become this passive consumer of technology. Um, and and it's, it is designed to do that. It is designed to, um, uh, you know, be behaviourally addictive in our kids. Let's let's make no mistake. Social media platforms and YouTube—they're all, you know, um, 
designed to see how long we can keep that consumer's eyeballs, uh, you know, stuck to our product. So, you know, it's a challenging time for educators, it's a challenging time for parents, but uh, by the same token, it is absolutely an exciting time. Um, Okay, here's an interesting one. So what, what are some of the challenges you face while creating engaging educational content for kids? You know, like it, it, it couldn't have been easy. You have an idea for a book or something that's, you know, got some tech in it and you've been quite innovative. What, like there, there are probably, you know, not just parents listening, but probably people who are listening who have their own ideas for cool products or books. So share with them some of the challenges you might have faced along your journey in getting there. Huh. Well, there are many, many. <laughs> um, in terms, I'll, I'll start with books first. I, first, I want to just encourage anyone and everyone, if you have a creative idea for something, just go for it. Just do it. Um, because um, if you've thought of it and you feel that it would be useful and you feel like um, other parents or other children could use it, um, you're probably right. And you just figure out a way to do it. Um, with the book, I had the idea and um, pitched it to a number of different people. And honestly, at the time, people um, kind of laughed at me and said, oh, that's funny, putting sound in a book. You want to use that old technology of MP3s. Why don't you just do an ebook?" And I was very clear on why I didn't want to do an ebook because I wanted kids to be able to hold a book, to feel the pages, to turn the pages, but I also wanted the immediacy of them being able to hear the music inside the book without um, like a CD. Like a long time ago, remember CDs, <laughs> right? But there's no CD technology, right, anymore. Like new computers are not made with CD drives. And I didn't want moms or dads to have to walk around with all this stuff. When my son was little, we used to walk around with so many different things. It's like it, it was cumbersome. So um, the challenge was to convince um, publishers uh, the value of this particular um, series of books and that it was worthwhile um, to have the music in the book, not just with a CD. Like I didn't want an extra thing. I was like, no, CDs get lost. The sound has to be in the book. Um, and quite honestly, two years it took me to find the right publisher um, of going in and having meetings with people and, and a lot of people kind of thought it was silly and didn't want to take it on. And then luckily Workman Publishing was fabulous and they were like, yeah, I like this idea. And they did it and truthfully in the first two months of the book coming out, the whole the first printing was was sold and the, they had to order another one so obviously you know we had hit on something but it took a long time it was very challenging to convince somebody of the value of your vision i think it's always really difficult in the if you're really innovating and something is new and they don't under people don't understand what you're talking about and the challenge is trying to make it real enough for that other person or those to, to for them to be able to see your vision too. Um, and I think that's a big challenge. The other challenge is just, you know, when, when you're making things and you're creating things, it takes a lot of courage to kind of see your vision through to the end. And the first version of what you do may not necessarily be the best. So you have to just kind of be very, um, persistent and you have to be tenacious 
to kind of keep going to try to refine and reiterate and um, make that vision of what you have in your head, you know, real. And it, and it sometimes it takes a, a long time, you know. Yeah. Um, Teach Me TV is relatively new, um, but we've been working super hard for um, two and a half years now, and we're just really kind of getting started. So um, I just would encourage everybody out there to act on their creative ideas. It's a much more exciting and beautiful place to live on the planet when people are really acting on their creativity. You're right. <clears throat> and you said something really um, powerful in there. Uh, we've been working on this for two and a half years and we're only getting started. A lot of entrepreneurs coming into an idea, whether they're authors or, you know, starting a business of some other sort, uh, you know, aren't prepared for or don't realize the time it takes to get anything off the ground yeah. uh, and the finance and capital, of course. But, uh, you know, you've got to have this unwavering belief in yourself. You've got to have this unwavering belief in your product and, uh, you know, just... Uh, uh, get through it, but it does it does take some time, and I commend you for that because uh, you are now impacting uh, many many kids and families around the world through your um, uh, through your books and through your platform. So, can you share any um, upcoming projects or goals or uh, any cool things with our listeners uh, as you continue to empower children through music? Sure, um, I have a new book coming out. It's part of the the third book in the series of the Welcome to series. It's Welcome to the Opera. And um, it's we use the magic flute. Sorry, excuse me. The magic flute, Mozart's magic flute, as the opera that we discuss in the book. And it's the illustrations are fabulous um, by Kaylee Quarles. And um, we have the music panel on the side, and all of the singers are all these young and upcoming opera singers, which I'm sure you'll hear much about as they get into their careers. But that comes out in October, October 10th, and I'm really looking forward to that. We're doing a, um, a tour here in the United States. I don't think they're going to send me abroad, but um, I hope. I know that the book is sold abroad, and you certainly can buy it online, like in, through Amazon. Um, and then um, Teach Me TV is an ongoing project, and we're always having new series. So now we... We are doing a series called Kids Teaching Kids, and they're short videos of kids sharing their passions with other kids. And so we have kids as young as six sharing their passions for like um, making their own doll clothes or um, science experiments that they love to do. Um, we have kids um, who love martial arts and then they teach other kids moves in martial arts. And then we have um, fun science with Sanvi. We have all different kinds of subjects and share uh, kids sharing their passions because, you know, peer-to-peer -peer learning is also very powerful. So we try to show kids doing great things. And um, now we're starting a math series where kids can watch other kids solve math problems. So you may have a problem, say it's an order of operations problem, but you'll have like two kids solving the same problem, but two different ways. We want to try to show children and students and parents that problems can be solved in multiple ways. There's not one right way necessarily to solve a problem and that we should always experiment with different ways to solve problems. And that's part of this creativity mission that I'm on, that 
you know, we we all have this wonderful, unique way of thinking, and and we should celebrate that. That is so impactful. Kids teaching kids, one of the best skills I think any parent or any educator can incorporate into their routine you know we, we see in our classrooms you know kids helping other kids with coding problems or you know math problems and to me that's more powerful than you know learning the coding itself right it's more powerful than the curriculum in my view you know teaching these kids to uh, help others lead others work in teams collaborate man they're powerful skills so uh, well done on that idea that's uh, really impactful um, and uh, so a fun question we like to ask all of our guests as we wind up the podcast is if you could go back in time or oh, before we before we go back in time you're welcome to series I want to see welcome to the Memphis Blues I want to see some blues in there right yes. so just uh, there, there you go you can uh, uh, write one of those down the track anyway I get off track uh, let's let's get back in your time machine go back to your 10 year old self what is one piece of advice that Carolyn would give young Carolyn That's a tough one, but I think the first thing that comes to mind is to believe in, in her, to believe in oneself, to believe in yourself. Just trust yourself, believe in yourself, and know that you can follow that little voice inside of you that, that tells you, yes, you can, you can. Um, because too often we give other people a lot of power um, and there is that quiet voice inside all of us that really is our truth. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to listen to it um, or trust it or follow it. And I think I would really kind of um, encourage young Carolyn to trust that quiet voice. Indeed. Back yourself. Empower, uh, uh, powerful words indeed. Where can listeners find you online, find your books, Teach Me TV? How can we get in contact with your uh, ecosystem of awesomeness? Sure. Um, Teach Me TV is online. It's www.teachmetv.co. And um, you can find us, just Google us, Teach Me TV. Um, I am on Instagram, um, at Teach Me TV. Um, at C Sloan author um, or Carolyn Sloan author on Instagram. I'm on uh, Twitter as C Sloan author and also at Carolyn Sloan at Teach Me TV. Um, so it's not hard to find me. Good, Carolyn. We'll put some of those links in the show notes below. Uh, thanks for your time, your generosity, your impact. Uh, we really love hearing uh, some of the cool things that you're doing and uh, hope we cross paths again soon. Well, thank you. It was wonderful to talk to you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Thanks again. Bye for now. Bye. If you enjoyed the show, please connect with Jamie on LinkedIn or Instagram. You'll find links in the podcast description. Parenting in the Digital Age is sponsored by Skill Samurai, coding and STEM academy for kids. Skill Samurai offers after-school coding classes and holiday programs to help kids thrive academically and socially while preparing them for the careers of the future. Visit skillsamurai.com.au.